What's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back again with another episode of Real Estate Uncensored. This is the place where you get actionable ideas, insight, and inspiration to turn your real estate career into a life of freedom. And we have one of our favorite people back on the show today, Jeff Cohn, the man, the myth, the legend. He is here. We'll bring him in in a second. We've also got the evil bald ninja, Gene Volpe. So it's not quite an east-west battle, but it's close. We're going to be talking about how single agents, tech-savvy agents can stay relevant and compete and win against the big tech companies. So we'll talk about uh, some of the things that we're seeing, some of the things that you might be seeing coming into your market. We'll talk about how to beat it, uh, how you can beat it as a solo agent, maybe some about how different teams are experimenting with ways to beat them too. So we've got a bunch of stuff to get into as always. First of all, the junior grandmaster himself, hashtag realtor, hashtag want to sell house, <laughs> hashtag you have way too many real estate themed clothes. Greg McDaniel, what's up today? Hey man, I keep it real. I'm a, I'm a human walking billboard. You know, on the top says I want to buy a house uh, and then hashtag realtor and I have other shirts that say I'm a real estate agent. What's your superpower? So you know, love to keep it real out there. And, and I think you guys, we all should too as well, you know, when it comes to our marketing. We're, our, our, we got a great title. we got great information coming out today. It's going to be talking about like, you know, these big these big companies, they are coming for our industry. They are, they have, they have the crosshairs are set on us and they are, they are inbound. They have the money, they have the tech, they have the people to come after us. How are we going to combat it, right? I just read a huge lawsuit that was just filed, a class action lawsuit um, naming multiple of the large, large MLSs and large companies stating that the fact that they're trying to completely take away the MLS, stating that the commissions are unlawful and it's a conspiracy. And um, who knows where this is going to go? So this industry is changing, and I think it's. I think we're going to have to talk about maybe hyper local, how to be re relative, how to talk, how to be relational, and not be. Um, and not be, you know, the, 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 the guy who gets all the internet leads all the time. You've got to get out there. You've got to press the flesh. You've got to go out and meet the people and go get the coffees, go out the lunches, go, go golfing, go get out and do everything Matt doesn't do in life. It's that simple. How dare you? This is my coffee. This is my pressing the flesh. I get to press the flesh of people that are uh, my favorite in the world. And yet for, uh, I just realized that I still have never physically shaken the evil bald ninja's hand. I know. Despite that he's one of my favorite people, we've had him on the show for years, and we've literally never met in person. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so I enjoy that we can have relationships here where I don't get anyone's cooties. So speaking Ooh. of uh, speaking of internet cooties, leads, I, do, I do want to bring Jeff in here real quick because you you have developed a reputation for kind of being the king of internet leads, especially in the team world. Um, but I think that's a little bit of a misnomer because when you dig into the numbers, internet leads is actually a lot smaller percentage than people probably think. Uh, what's the yeah. latest number for your team, Jeff? Well, first off, thanks for bringing me on today. Super Jack, we just came off of the Las Vegas Berkshire Hathaway annual event and were awarded number one real estate team in the country by Berkshire Hathaway in unit sales. Wow. So that was awesome. We generate awesome. 2,000 internet leads a month, and those consist of about 15% of our overall closed units. Uh, the number that I think is fascinating is 70% of our deals still come from sphere of influence, but half of those sphere conversions were at some point an internet lead that was assigned to one of our agents. We treat those internet leads as internet leads once, and then in the second time that they work with our team, of course, they are now that agent's sphere and paid as their sphere. So about half of our team's overall unit sales last year, we sold 630 houses. So about 315 of those deals were from internet leads and or were one time an internet. That's right. Big numbers. But how, so how did you go from the conversion from, you know, internet to relationship? Where was that? Where was, how did you make yeah, that man. shift? And this is where we're going to, I think, really have some breakthroughs today when you learn about how to build real relationships. I liked what you said, Greg, about having that face to face relationship. People do business with people who they know, 
like and trust. And even in the digital age, like Johnson, you were just mentioning the bald, what is it, the bald ninja, the bald, bald eagle ninja. guy? I don't know what you call him. I'm, I mean, I'm competing on the bald. <laughs> the bald eagle guy. <laughs> we, we're, we're on shirts versus skins today. That's what we're doing. <laughs> there we go. Let's go. Can you guys differentiate? We actually look very similar. You're they a very do. Handsome, they really man. Do. I don't know if anyone's told you that lately. Probably not. Thank you so much. <laughs> so um, the big thing is lead conversion. And so in those first two weeks, we call every internet lead 10 times, leave two text messages, send two voicemails, set them up on a drip campaign that sends out seven email drips and they get listing update alerts or buyer lead update alerts every time a house hits the market that matches the criteria they were searching when they were first on the site. That's a lot of touch points for a lead that doesn't know who we are. The whole goal is getting in contact with the lead and defining how long till they'll be buying or selling a house. And so if they're ready to buy or sell, now they're hot. If they're three to six months out, they're nurture. If they're six to 12 months out, they're watch. And we have certain expectations for our agents on how often they need to touch those leads based on how far out they are from buying or selling a home. When it comes to your sphere of influence or outbound prospecting leads, you've already had a conversation. You've already placed them in the appropriate category. Now the actual work that's required to convert a deal and build a relationship is how you communicate with that lead from day one to day 180. Our average lead was incubated last year for six months. So from the day it went into our CRM to the day it went under contract, it was a 180 day relationship builder. And so what we find that for most teams that are having a really hard time converting not only internet leads, but also leads they generate through their sphere and outbound prospecting efforts, the reason they fail is they say to the lead, call me when you're ready. Well, 10 other agents have said, call me when you're ready. And that doesn't build very much value. So the whole conversation I'd like today to be really focused on what kind of value can we build? Why should people keep coming back to us versus posting their house on Zillow or posting their house on Amazon or Uber real estate or all these other companies that already exist or are going to exist? They are vying for our commissions. They're competing against us directly. And I like to think about the investment world. There's TD Ameritrade, Vanguard. There's all these different accounts. You can buy and sell stocks by yourself. You don't need to have a broker's license to do it. You do it through these third-party companies. But people still hire financial planners. And they hire yeah. financial planners because it's complicated how to diversify a portfolio. And the financial planner is the expert, and we lean on their expertise to help us make the right investment decisions. The same thing should apply when it comes to a good successful, experienced residential agent, hashtag realtor like Greg or myself <laughs> or anyone else that's still in the servicing game. So how do we stay relevant, gentlemen? That's what I would love us to talk about today because I certainly want to stay relevant. I'm sure any agent listening wants to stay relevant as well. I think the best way to stay relevant is streaking. It, I mean, that really gets people's attention. You know, you, you at, hit headlines. Uh, you're, middle you're, school, you're, at middle school events. Not at middle school, school events. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> uh, just when just when you thought like Gene, Gene, the, the cybersecurity expert, you didn't think about people just physically streaking past the middle schools. What are you going to do about that online? Uh, listen, that's that's offline. I got nothing to do with that. I know. <laughs> Jesus! Uh, oh, that, that, oh man! Good that went downhill life. really, really it quick. Did. It, it did really good. Oh man! Okay, well, let me good. let's let's start throwing out some opinions here. So uh, I I do think there is a very I think there's a very big danger here of, of hubris, and we were talking about this a little bit before, before we jumped on, because there's definitely your fair share of leaders in the real estate space who are kind of poo-pooing this whole thing and basically saying something to the effect of people will never trust technology more than people. That's, that's effectively what, what the argument boils down to. There will never not be real estate agents because people do business with people and not with, with tech. Um, I wish that were true. I mean, to me, that's been proven to not be true in a couple of other industries. If you look at, uh, you mentioned TD Ameritrade and other other places like that, where it's now made it easier for people to invest on their own. There was a huge explosion of those types of companies. 
Uh, we saw it happen with travel agencies already. So now we have, you know, specialists and luxury travel specialists that kind of put packages together. There's also adventure tour guides. And, you know, there's still very much a travel industry out there, but they all had to specialize and they all had to go through the pain of realizing that their their previous business model didn't work and they had to kind of reinvent themselves and turn themselves into something different, which created all sorts of opportunities. But I'm sure it was very painful for a lot of people that made their living being a traditional travel agent that was no different from the travel agent in the kiosk, you know, down the road from them. And I think those are the folks that are going to suffer the most. So if you're listening to the show, just be aware uh, that you not only have to differentiate yourself from the other agent next to you going in for the listing appointment after you, you also have to understand where you fit in and how you compete against the companies. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. So besides the relationship, besides being nice and besides um, building a relationship, just human being to another human being, uh, let's talk a little bit about the tech companies and, and what, what their weaknesses might be when it comes to actually, I don't know, the value proposition. Because right. from what so, I understand, yeah, go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say, you dive into the USP, and yeah. that's the unique selling proposition. What's the tech company offering? Number one message I see everywhere is it's going to cost you less. Yeah, There's always price. selling commission. And yeah. that, to me, at the end of the day, doesn't win because I argue the opposite. Pay me the most, and I'll net you the most. You get what you pay for in this world. Grandpa taught me that. Grandma taught me that. My parents taught me that. And I know that that is the truth. The problem is this, is when public perception believes that the online option that costs less offers more value and will net them the same or more, they'll choose to go the online option. I still yeah. don't think the average people that we're friends with, the affluent people that are, you know, higher income tax bracket, et cetera, I don't think that they're listing their property online. I don't think they're worrying about who will only charge me 1%. And anyone that does worry about that, I tell them, go list it for sale by owner. If that's your concern, just list it yourself. But they're yeah. not worried about that. They're paying me 7% here in Omaha. Yeah. So, I, so I, they still have not taken our business yet from us. So can I challenge you on that one, Jeff? Go ahead. I, 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 don't, I don't mean in a, in a negative way. I just... I'm curious because I know that you're seeing this from all walks of life, right? And this goes for you guys too, of course. But we were in a uh, – I was in a, in, a, in a meeting with a bunch of agents the one day, and they had a couple of mortgage brokers. And one of the agents stood up who was a little bit older and said, look, nobody's nobody wants to list online. Nobody wants to, to not talk live. We need agents. And this younger broker stood up. He was 30 years old. He said, no, 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 you're, you got this all wrong. I don't care what I'm paying. My generation doesn't want to talk to people. I want to That's do everything so through text. And I want to do stuff online. So I'm curious because I think it's because it's going to become easier and easier for me to throw my house up online and get it sold than it is today, right? We would agree with that, right? Yeah, so as these people start to grow older, you got your 25-year-olds that are going to be 35-year-olds in 10 years. Do you see that there's going to be – that that number is going to trend the opposite direction? Because I'm with you. I need to talk to people. If I'm giving you a 6 or 7 or 8% commission, I want to feel like I trust you and I like you. So I see your face. You're bald and you have a beard like me. We're already on, on the right footing, right? 8%. But, 8% for you. Well, listen, we look alike. It should be four. That's right. It's the inside so, of this family. Okay, 1% more. Right. No, so, no, no. I mean, I'm, to I, I'm totally aligned with you. So there needs to be a hybrid option. I think that's where we're going with this, this hangout today. The focus needs to be that you're continually offering that value, but you have to change the way you offer it so that it's that matches the what the consumer's wanting. So consumers don't want to talk to a real estate agent, maybe just for a listing presentation. They physically probably don't want someone to come in their house, but I'd prefer walking a property. I think that's an area where I will create 
um, a unique value that I live in that city. I've been to that neighborhood. I've sold homes there before. I can physically go to the house and walk the property and give them my advice. But after that, everything can be text communication. I eliminate myself after the listing press and my organization is what services the deal. So I completely take myself out after they've signed the listing agreement. It just becomes a service entity, a customer service-based business that helps them through the buying or selling process. And that's really how I think that we should focus on our end USP that we're providing to our clients. Yeah, and there's also the option, I think, that this is one thing that might come about is having, looking at real estate agents less as just the person who facilitates the real estate deal, but they might end up morphing into a moving concierge, you know, where we take responsibility of managing just the overall project of moving them from one place to another. And so we might, you might see real estate teams hiring people like moving specialists and project managers for moving and stuff like that. And maybe that gets incorporated wow. so, uh, to add more even, value to justify the commission. Even Oops. taking that further, my mindset around this real quick, Greg, is if a person comes, what's the first step? They need to get uh, funding. So they have a mortgage company. Then you have the real estate agent. You might have a new construction wing. You have a title company, home inspection, home warranty, insurance, putting all of those under one umbrella. The challenge is the CFPB has created restrictions that make it so all those entities have to live separately, which to mm -hmm. me does the consumer a huge disservice because everyone has to make their max profitability across seven or eight or 20, I think what I say, 30 companies touch a real estate deal. What if you put them all under one umbrella and you could cut the price in half and it makes mm -hmm. it way easier on the consumer They go to one place to do all of those different things? I see that being a solution in the future as well. Well, you know, something my yeah. father's been talking about for a long time. He, uh, he he patented the term, you know, housing concierge. And he's been talking about, you know, one-stop shop for all your needs for, you know, for anything in a real estate transaction. I mean, even AAA is getting into this. They just launched one of their things. You know, basically they're competing with, you know, uh, Angie's List and a bunch of other companies. You know, come to AAA and we'll handle everything for your house. So mm -hmm. people are seeing this consolidation you know, and they don't want to have to do a thousand different clicks. They want to do one click and ha have it handled by one rep or one site or one organization. And I think real estate, I mean, I think there's no reason for us not to do it. I've heard a lot of companies say, Chef, I'm not sure. Do you have a mortgage company and title company or not? We have title and insurance. Um, title and insurance. still okay. not confident how to do mortgage the right way. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can definitely see a consolidation there, and I, I don't necessarily see that as categories converging, which they rarely do. To me, it's it's giving people freedom to experiment with new business models. Because you mentioned Jeff, like we can say as agents that we are the housing concierge, but we still can't change the fact that all the companies involved have to make their pound of flesh, and then our right. pound of flesh kind of goes on top of that. You're saying. Ideally, you as an entrepreneur would be able to start a company that just bundles all that stuff together, cuts the price in half of it because not everybody has to make their profit on every single part of the deal. You only need to make your profit in a couple of key areas, uh, which that that would be a game changer. I don't know. That would ha have to take government deregulation, which I don't see coming anytime soon, but that would be really, really cool. Um, the problem is I think the only people that have the <laughs> the clout to get something like that passed and allow that to happen isn't us. It's the big yeah. tech companies. It's the ones they're, that already are in bed with the government. So there are some things you can do legally, and it's something I'm looking at right now, is you, you could put all of those businesses under one um, umbrella. So one mm -hmm. legitimate company. physical space. Exactly. So then all of those businesses would share receptionists and office space, but then they'd be it'd be like a giant tips group. They're all mm -hmm. sending each other referrals, but you, I don't believe as of right now you could legally own all of those entities. I'm That's what I'm working on. Is like what, thinking about putting everybody that. in a physical space? 
I'm going to do that. I'm I'm working uh -huh. on how to own it all. Oh, gotcha. Legally. Okay. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. How gotcha. to own it all. Okay. So one way around that is office rent. So if you own the building, let's say a hundred thousand square foot building, you can just have you can obviously charge rent, which will help drive revenue. You can also charge fees if you're providing the um, all the different things within the office. But of yeah. course, those do those amounts you charge need to be consistent with normal rates and stuff in your area. Yeah, yeah, and we're definitely getting into a really high level conversation about teams. So I want to bring it back real quick to the agent. <laughs> Um, yeah. So if you're listening to this, like the, fir the first thing to pull out is, is if you listen to Jeff's mentality, Jeff, you have a completely different approach to the problem. Your approach is never, oh, I'm afraid of the tech companies because they're competing with me on price. We've always competed on price. We've always competed with, you know, discount brokerages or like Redfin's been around in most markets for a while to where we've had to compete with 1% listings. We've never not competed with other agents cutting their own commission. So there's always been price competition. You run the opposite direction, which I think is one of the big lessons here. Run in the opposite direction. So don't look for ways, how can I provide the same value and how am I supposed to match that for 1% is to go the opposite direction and look, okay, if, if, the, if my commissions are under attack, how can I go the opposite direction and stack on more and more and more value and keep or hold or even charge more? Like what if we had to charge people 10%? What right. else would we do for them? Like, it's just, it's a completely different way of thinking. And that's what gives you the ability to kind of go into a listing presentation and have a different conversation with the, with the homeowner. Absolutely. You immediately yep. flip them on it right away. You yep. know, the, the to, conversation about value. To Bald Ninja's point, people <laughs> want to spend less time talking to realtors or any service industry personnel. Like, I don't want to talk, I want to talk to no one, right? They want to spend as little time looking for a house. They want to spend as little time dealing with people that are going to have showings. So the more that we can help through that process to make it simpler, no matter what it is, I think it's going to be better. So like even a closing concierge. So I love your dad's idea, Greg. Even having a person within your company whose job is to handhold that buyer or that seller from contract all the way to close, which we've had that for seven years. Our team provides contract to close for all of our agents so our agents can focus on prospecting and meeting with clients and our admin staff take care of those clients from contract to close and it makes the client feel warm and fuzzy. It's all about what they think at the end. Did they feel like they made more money and less time with less energy? If someone's answer to that is yes, they'll pay for whatever that product is you're offering all day long. Yeah, your income is directly to, uh, linked to the value you bring to anything you you do. So if people complain, well, I'm not, I'm getting beat up on commissions. Well, then your value prop is superior is far superior to, you know, what, what am I talking about? It's less no, than right. superior exactly to, to what your competition is bringing because they're doing something that is perceived at a better value. I mean, Absolutely. I'm I mean, I had uh, I ordered some filters for a, a device in my house this morning. I could have gone down to Target. What kind of what kind of device did you have filters on? You're in California, it, right? Yeah, what, it, what it was, was it? What it was my weed. It was my weed growing indoor, you know, <laughs> growing device, so I can get high on, on my own supply. That was too easy. Yeah, oh, man. but actually, we do, weed, we do have weed. We do have weed beer now. Lagunitas, my favorite brewery, they actually came out what? with weed infused beer. Oh yeah, you can get high and drunk. Listen, like, it's, it's like wow. high school and college. I'm like all it's over here. It's fantastic, dude. We're just so we're all so busy. You just need to get high and drunk at the same time. Like that's dude, how busy we are. I need to save my lungs, man. I'm telling you, I smoked for too long. Now I can get stoned without even smoking. This is sweet. But all joking aside, I could have gone down to Target and bought this device. They bought this filter, right? But I decided no, I'm just going to order it from Amazon because it was easier. Because there, there were they had a higher proposition of value because I can just do one click and buy instead of walking down the stairs, get in the car, but go to dude. the store, walk to the aisles, go to the cashier, wait for the person there to check out, then get the bag. No, I don't want to pay ten cents. Get back into my car, drive back to my house, put it back in the in in, in the filter. Fuck, that's a lot let of me, work. 
Let me let me share a strategy I implement when I purchase products. And what I believe the future of brick and mortar is, I don't think you'll go to brick and mortar to pick up the product. I think you'll go to brick and mortar to select the product and then you'll order it from their application on your phone and you'll go home and it'll be waiting for you when you get there. Every time I go to a retail store, any product I purchase, I, I, I scan it with Amazon yeah. using the yeah. camera and I find the price that Amazon has it at. Then I go to the general manager or the, whoever's at the checkout kiosk and I say, will you price, price match? Every single time they say no, I say, okay, no big deal. And then I click buy now one click and I walk out of the store. But what I found myself doing now is I just go on Amazon and buy on Amazon anyways because I don't want to have to walk around with bags. So the stores, yeah. I'm just using the stores to look at the products and then I'm clicking on the button. The consumers are just like us. People are smart. They're savvy. They'll, they'll hack us as much as they can hack us to save money if they can still get the same value. And what I've seen, and every agent that's listening will agree with this, people hire me to go on a listing presentation and I show them I'm going to do this and that and here's all the value. And then they try to recreate it on their own, right? And they think mm -hmm. that they can recreate it on their own. But the challenge is, and you guys challenge me on this, but I believe the challenge is there's too many moving pieces when it comes to a real estate transaction. It's not as simple as just putting it on the market and getting an offer. There's so yeah. many components, so many moving yeah. pieces. So no matter what the tech piece is that competes with us, there has to be a human element on the back end. Like when you go to use legal Zoom, there is an attorney, I'm assuming, that there you is. can get access to on the back end, right? And mm -hmm. when you use TD Ameritrade, there is a lender. They do robo-investors, but there is a financial planner that you'd be able to get a consulting call with. So there needs to be that. But who is that person? Are the, is that person going to offer as much value as Greg or Jeff? Probably not. They're probably getting paid $10 an hour. And so that's what I'd say to the consumer. Do you want someone giving you advice that makes $10 an hour or someone that's worth $500 an hour? You know, here's something that's so silly, but it's so true. I was booking a flight to, to London for my trip with my girl in July. We're, we're traveling on Swiss Air now, obviously not a U.S. company. Their, their consumers, you know, their customer service is dramatically different. It took us an hour and we did three calls with these fools to get this thing sorted out to, you know, for changing flights. It's fucking annoying. You call United for our last leg home. It was like, oh, hi, Mr. McDaniel. Yes, you're booked here. Absolutely, not a problem. We'll set you up with this. Would you like this discount? Would you like this upgrade? Not a problem. Okay, you're all set. Here's your email. Ten minutes in and out. That's yeah. the difference between people who think they know what they're doing, which is someone reading the script who doesn't have an idea what, the, what what's going on in a residential transaction because they heard it from someone somewhere, or someone right. that's been experienced with Jeff who's trained his team who's been in the trenches, you know, or myself and my father's been in the trenches. Like going, look, this is not how this is plays out, man. This is the next step. This is what's going to go right. on. I had a I had well, a, a consumer tell me that uh, um, <clears throat> they spent two weeks with two two months with their listing agent. They learned more from me in 10 minutes at the at the at the uh, kitchen counter explaining the next steps, and I'm like, well, how come they didn't tell you? And they're like, I don't know. He just he hasn't been around. He's been aloof. I'm like, ah, oh, we see that all the time. That's because the barrier of entry is too low for real too, estate. Way too I've low. always it. said it should be a hundred thousand a year just to have a real estate license. Then only three percent of the people would be in the game doing ninety-seven percent of the business, which is what it is anyways. So that, that's always what I've said. Yeah, I think but, I, Jeff, I, like, I'm saying wanna, the same thing in. Ahead, I, I, want, I want to add to my shoe collection, and my husband told me that I needed to get a job. Okay. There well, you that's go. Just, that's just racist. Um, that's not racist. Sexist. Sexist. Why couldn't so it have, why couldn't it have been a man that was the husband with the yeah, shoe why collection? Why couldn't it have been a gay couple? Yeah, now you're hey, being well, that that all very true. I know. You guys just defended every single group in three seconds. I know. We totally did. We need to hold up the mirror to ourselves, and we'll be the next stars in the next Gillette commercial. Um, so, uh, so I think what's happening here is the same thing I see in marketing and a lot of other spaces, the, the mushy middle, it, like it, 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 
it has paid for the majority of people to be in the middle, undifferentiated, charging about the same as everyone else, giving about the same service as everyone else. That's about to be eliminated. Like the more the technology comes into any industry, it cuts that out. Um, now, usually what happens is it leaves two players standing. Uh, usually it will leave a low-cost leader, and it will leave the luxury untouched, which is how you get, uh, let's say in retail, right, you have Amazon taking out the middle, right? At the low end, you have people still going to Walmart. So Walmart's the biggest retail in the world, multi-billion dollar company. They are the low price leader. They're not going anywhere anytime soon necessarily. Then you have all the luxury stores on the way on the high end. They're doing fine too. But everybody in the middle is under attack from Amazon. Uh, yeah. Same thing is happening Boys in marketing. I mean, name Boys R Us goes out. Barnes & Noble is pretty much out. It's yeah, insane. like Borders is out. So yeah, so everybody, I think everybody in the middle is is kind of, uh, and nobody makes any margin there anyway. Nobody makes any real profit in the middle. You make the profit right. by being a low-priced leader and figuring out how to no. be super, super efficient, or by pricing way above and delivering way above, which is what, which is the strategy you've got. So, so, so the teams like yours, Jeff, will stand even if something comes in and wipes out the middle. The problem is the agents who enjoy being in the middle because they don't want to stand out. They don't want to be different. They don't want to over-deliver and they don't want to charge, but they still want to charge high. They still want to charge high commissions, right. but not over deliver on service. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's interesting about your Walmart example is they're now moving into the online space. So my wife can do a full order and go yeah, pick yeah, it up. Yeah. They have little pickup lanes. Yeah. Some grocery stores are delivering the they have over $50 orders. You can deliver it right to your house. I know you guys have probably had that for 10 years. That's a new thing in Omaha. We're pretty excited about it. So it's cool <laughs> to see a company that dominates in its own right that's still willing to innovate. They're still willing to advance and offer hybrid options for their consumer. And so anyone listening yeah. to this, I'd recommend having that alternative. Have an option for the millennial. Have an option for your you know, Y and Z gen, depending on how they want the mm -hmm. business done, it'd be interesting to say, here's my list price, here's this five different types of options, depending on your personality type, and maybe the cost is different, depending on which option mm -hmm. they choose to go with. I think you having know, a menu of commissions would be great. Gene, go ahead. I, wanna, I just wanna add to that, because I think from an outsider's perspective, you real estate agents have a fundamental problem. And, yeah, and, a, and a part, the barrier of entry is certainly one of those things, right? But part of the problem too is that with all this tech out there, John Smith down the street doesn't think you do anything. Like one of the things I lead with in my presentations is you're you're a real estate agent. That's the easiest job on the planet. And I say it for effect because that's really what people think. It's like, what are you doing? You just put the sign in my yard, you put pictures on the internet, and it's gone. If you, I think if most agents spent more time educating the consumer that, listen, do you know what title insurance is and why you need to have it? What happens when that doesn't go through and you're on the hook for the lien that happened 15 years ago? Do you understand what it means when you have a 440 credit score and you're trying to get 600 grand? Like these are things that happen when you remember when you went and bought that couch as we were going to closing. Like people don't see these things that a real estate agent does, the failed inspection when you have to go back and put the fire extinguisher in there. Like the shit that goes on from A to Z needs to be more prominent. Now, there's two things. You can let big these big tech companies take over and make it make people continue to think that it's easy to be a real estate agent and therefore we can do it for you for one percent. Or you can start using social media for what it is that you really do and what people want, which is the behind the scenes trials and tribulations of being an agent. Because when I see Jeff running around with his people and pulling the rest of his beard hair out because of the four things that just went wrong, I might look at that and go, Shit, I didn't even know that there was so much to that. Maybe I should pay them right. that money. So this Good is a point. great point. So what do we want to communicate to our sphere? Today I have 200,000 people. I send a video to them every two weeks. Part of the video 
barrage that I'm sending to them is my listing presentation, little snippets, pieces of value of what we do on the list press and pieces of value what we do on the buy press. Even our closest friends and family that have never worked with us don't know what the value is, what our USP is. I agree with you. Um, my brother doesn't think our commission's worth what it is, but I know because I'm an expert and I do it so often, I know it's worth it. The challenge is there are deals where you put a sign in the yard, it sells right away, you get six offers, you do hardly anything and you go to with $20,000 to the bank and you think, wow, this is an amazing job. There's a lot more deals that you put in 100 hours more than you thought you'd have to and you go to the bank and you think that wasn't worth it. And right. if you average it all out, we're paid what we deserve to be paid. But I would right. say some people do end up paying more than what they probably should. And if we could do it a different way, we'd do it more like attorneys do and we'd charge per hour. But how many people are going to agree to that? We don't get paid until we do the job we said we'd do. Well, That's a weird industry. How many other industries get nothing until they've closed on the transaction after the agent has put all their time, energy, marketing resources in? That's kind of a risky business. Here's here, here's a big here's a big issue, and I and I, I this is only an opinion, but you said something there, and I wanted to say be careful what you ask for because I definitely feel like there's going to be a trend at some point for brokerage houses to create a model where you are a paid employee. They charge Absolutely. you X. It already these, exists. It's already Redfin. Oh. That's what Redfin's doing. Yeah. So, and I think that could get more prominent. I, I I don't know I I don't know that at all but but that could definitely be something that that could come down the pike that you're going to need to contend with on a bigger basis too. Well, the, the argument with that was what I had mentioned earlier. I'm going to say that I'm a lot more experienced than that paid salaried position, and that's what those tech companies are going to argue. Hey, well, we have agents everywhere and licensed in every every state, and we're going to be able to take just as good of care of you. Well, Jeff Cohn lives in this in the neighborhood. You know, how can you compete against the agent that lives in that location who can physically go to the house? Go ahead. If that's yeah. important to you, right, that's a huge element. Here's what I would also ask you, because I think this is where we're moving to, and I know Matt, I think Matt, you would agree with me on this too. I think it's more important as we move towards these new times that you establish your brand. Like I know that in yeah. your area, just by knowing you from being on these podcasts, Jeff, from the last couple times we've been on, I know people are buying you. They see your face. They see your name. So even when there is a smaller box or somebody down the street right. or even an online thing, you're that you want it. I know you wouldn't say this, but you're going, yeah, but I'm Jeff Cohn, right? Because they're by the time they see your face, they know you're the only guy in there. You're the expert in the area. You know the area. You grew up in the area, all those things. So I think sort of dovetailing, I think this is an important point in time where if you're not building your own brand that's attractive in your neighborhood, in your area where you're doing business, you're going to be more at risk when these when these little boxes come in. Yep. No, I totally agree. Yeah. So, Greg, let's go back yeah. to having coffee with people. What are the activities we can do to get people to continue to know us, like us, trust us, and choose us over the other end? Matt Johnson talked about having the two ends, the, the middle ground is going to kind of go away, and I totally agree with that. So mm -hmm. some of the things we're doing to create value, like I said, we're sending a video every two weeks of value. I always ask myself, would I want to listen to this? If I wouldn't, I cancel that video and I create a new video. There are 90-second videos. If anyone wants to see an example, go to omahaselite.com, click on our blog. There's a blog for for clients and a blog for agents, because I try to recruit agents via the blog as well with different content. In addition to that, we recommend to our agents to call their sphere of influence every 45 days and offer them something of value on that phone call and to text their sphere of influence every 45 days. If we want to continue to stay relevant, we have to stay top of mind. So what are some other strategies, Greg? You'd mentioned coffees. It'd be hard to have coffee with 200,000 people unless I had a big party. 
Well, extremely would different. Be... I mean, a lot of things that you can do. You can do small things. You can do movie nights. You can rent out an inflatable, you know, inflatable movie screen. Get a projector. Go to a local park. Get a permit. You can invite everyone who's walking down the street to come on over. You know, have a popcorn machine. Have a soda machine. Have an uh, all slushy machine there. Make it an event where people are attracted to it, where it's a family-friendly thing. Go hyper-local. You know, go and I've a lot of clients do movie nights in in theaters where it's a little bit more enclosed in case of the cold nights in Omaha. Uh, my dad and I are doing, we're going to do weekly uh, golfing events. We're going to go out to his country club, and the two of us are going to pick up two other individuals, and we're going to go golf with them for That's 9 awesome. to 12 holes, sit down, have a drink with them afterwards. You know, one of my favorite things is that, you know, stay hyper-relative is take a list of your past clients, right? The people you've done, you know, last 3, 6, 12, 18, 24, and, you know, 36 months back or as far back as you can. Go through each one of those. Take one person per day from those categories. Call them. Say, hey, man, you know what? I was You were on my mind. And I, I was driving past your house the other day, and you popped in my mind. How's life? Love to grab a beer with you. Now, a lot of them are not going to take you up on this, but some of them will. And this is just going to get into that, you know, building rapport. Um, have a monthly or weekly. Hey, like there's a place called um, Tony's Pizza Slice House here in Walnut Creek. They have the greatest deal on earth. If you buy a slice of pizza, they give you two beers. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> okay. What's um, the catch? It, well, they just want you to buy pizza, apparently. Is it weed um, beer? Is it the weed beer? Or no, not yet. It will get there, though. It will get there. I mean, even if, even if it's by two beers, get a slice of pizza, right? Okay, so you invite someone. I, I see Jeff. I, I know Jeff was a client of mine. I say, Jeff, man, you're on my mind the other day. And this is the trick behind that. You don't have to have driven past their house. That's just the script you use. Hey, driving past your house the other day, and you, I thought of you. Hey, what are you doing Thursday night, man? How about I buy you a slice and a, uh, and a beer? Let's get together. Why don't you bring a couple of other people? You know, my dad has always said, look, Greg, the greatest thing I could ever give to you right now, if you're going to become relative and hyper-local, go have breakfast with three other guys and gals. Go have lunch with three other guys and gals. You know, don't make it about for you. It's about what you can do for them. So when you sit with them, don't ever push you as real estate and as the, as the god of all gods of real estate to say, Jeff, who is your perfect client for your industry so I can keep my eyes and ears open? Yeah. Love the it. law of reciprocity comes around full force because once I say, Matt, I know you're building your podcast business and you're soon to be a tech billionaire, but before you get there, you know, who's your perfect client? Is it like, is it pickup artists or is it entrepreneurs? Yep. And the great yes. book that speaks to this exact strategy, Seven Levels of Communication by Michael Mayer. He talks great, about that strategy of meeting with people and connecting people. And I think that's huge. Hey, real quick, I want to make mention. So I own a coaching company. Uh, elite real estate systems.com <laughs> elite real estate systems.com elite real estate systems.com and we offer an agent product that's only $97 a month it's month to month cancel anytime if you don't like the product it's eight hours of coaching content that's coming live streamed out of my office so you have access via live stream to attend the trainings live and ask questions to the person putting the trainings on or you'll have 104 hours of video recorded content in our database library the day you join for $97. So if you can consume 104 hours in that first month, you can get all of it for 97 bucks. But I think you'll decide you want to stay on month after month, eight hours of content a month for 97 bucks. So to learn more about it, go out to EliteRealEstateSystems.com, click on live stream. We train from anything from negotiation training, listing pres, buyer pres, how to stay relevant in your marketplace, social media engagement, and the list goes on and on and on and on. So we'd love to have you guys jump on and take advantage of that.
Okay, so quick mention on WiseHire, just want to thank them for supporting the show as well. Uh, So WiseHire helps you stock your real estate team with exactly the right people. So if you need to hire someone, whether it's from, you know, a part-time admin staff all the way up to like your key person, an integrator or a listing agent to replace you on that side of the business, uh, we encourage you to check out WiseHire because you can not only use their templates to get an ad up and running quickly, but then they're going to send everyone through the disk assessment and match it up what they know is the assessment profile of the most successful people that are proven to be in the industry uh, for that exact role. So I've never seen anything like it. It is, to me, the best no-brainer way to hire someone for your real estate team, uh, no matter what the size of the team is, even if it's just you and some admin staff. I don't care. Uh, We really encourage you to check out Wise Hire. So uh, go give them a quick check. Uh, Make sure to grab a call with Greg, with you. Oh, yeah. I just, I totally forgot to tell you, WiseHire, I was working with my client uh, manager today, and they are so on it, dude. Like They're like, hey, how's the new ad working? I'm like, well, we should probably tweak this. They're like, okay, we're on it. Hey, here's an idea about this. I'm like, God, you guys are good. <laughs> Thank you for account management. Is very good. Yeah, um, Greg, awesome. how does someone get a call with you? It's very simple, guys. Go to bookmcdaniel.com. Again, that's bookmcdaniel.com. Let's talk about EXP. Let's talk about joining our tribe our troop our crew you know because we get to hang out with amazing human beings like our two skins here you know jeff and gene you know jeff is uniquely you know talented in building a team giving knowledge actionable things by being in the trenches you heard that when you guys join our exp team tribe you'd get what he's delivering as part of the package you get to be in you know connected with Gene, with Nick Sackis, with, you know, with Hank Avick, you know, with, you know, Glenn, eh, Glenn, <laughs> with hashtag BFF, you know, you know, Gail. I mean, you get, you get to be connected with Glenn Twiddle. Too, a lot of that, people. Yeah, and Glenn Twiddle. There, but, uh, anyway, and I can show so, you, I can show you guys how to make more money mathematically on a spreadsheet. You know, we'll plug in your fees, EXP's fee, EXP and their fees, and we'll talk about, well, I'll show you, look, this is where you're, what you're going to be, you know, projected to make. If you just shift over and do exactly what you're already doing. So go to bookmcdaniel.com. Let's talk about EXP. Let's talk about you and me. All right. Back to you. All right. Gene, the evil bald ninja. I'm glad that you weren't so quiet. Mm, Last time point, we were on Gene. episode with you, you were creepily quiet as if you were a stalker in horror movies. So I appreciate you speaking oh, yeah. up. Um, how do people get in touch with you and why should they get in touch with you? I still haven't figured out why. Um, I make a <laughs> decent meat. I make a God. decent meatball and I'll share the recipe. Gene Volpe. <laughs> dot com and you know what if you guys meatballs oh oh well oh god no that's a that, i can tell right you're now. italian right true story yep i believe it you got grandma's recipe don't you you're taking the credit <laughs> I, for grandma's recipe <laughs> hey I, there's no denying that and i don't I, i'm i'm good with it <laughs> next thing you know it's going to be on jars in the grocery store probably um, evil evil bald ninjas home best. face has to be on there you look it like does. a meatball <laughs> I think his new nickname should be Meatball. That's not bad. You may have to. Is he saying I'm fat or is it the shape of my head? No. Wonderful shaped head just like mine. I don't know. I I think it's historically proven. The longer we do podcasting, the more everyone has multiple nicknames. Greg has like four or five of them. Uh, Jeff, you have the man, the myth, the legend, and the ever-shrinking man. So we got to add a third one to yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the evil bald ninja, the Vulpinator, and now newly dubbed the Meatball Gene. The meatball. <laughs> well, we have Johnson, the, the Johnson face. Johnson My face, life yeah. is complete. Yeah. That's right. Uh, you, you can die now. It's all downhill from here, buddy. Oh, oh my God. God. All right, guys. Oh, wait. Hold, hold, hold on. Real, real quick, real quick, real quick. Gene and I are both speaking on the Get Now. Get, get, was it Get Listings Now Summit? And what is it, Get Gene? Listings Summit. 
Get Listing Summit. Gene and I are both speaking on it. If you guys want to, I'll put a link in here. We can go watch me and Gene and a couple of other friends speak for free, get some more knowledge. Jeff, you're on it too, right? I think I am on it. That's with Mike Cerrone? Uh, no. Uh, no, Andre. Not, and Andre Polson. Yeah. Is this you, the one in New Orleans? Are we talking? Uh, no, 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 it's a digital. It's virtual. a digital summit. Oh. Actually, I know you're on it. Everything. I know you're on it because you're on the same line. So, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. three of us are on it. You know, so if you guys want to go get some more knowledge from us, go check it out. Get Now Summit, and uh, you'll get a free ticket. So I'll put a link Not here. Get Now Summit. Get listings now. Whatever the fuck off. <laughs> Bookmcdaniel.com. That's all that matters. Yeah, just yeah, right. go there, man. Just, go, just book time. I have a cool event that I would like to invite your people to. Um, it's almost sold out. We have 35 coming. You guys all three should come. Uh, Matt, you've been there. It's the annual Berkshire Hathaway shareholders event where Warren Buffett, who's 86, will speak on Saturday, but the day before we do an all-day team-building workshop. The cost to go is $14.97. That gives you the all-day workshop, our Google Drive, which is all of our intellectual property, access to our private Facebook page, and then you'll get to go the second day. I'll get you tickets to go see Warren Buffett speak. Bill Gates is there, tons of high-up, super successful individuals. Um, would love to have you guys come. It's two days. We're going to have dinner at my house, catering in on Friday night, and it should be a good time. Tons of VIPs will be there speaking. So would love uh, to when, when when you go to your local video store? It's May as long as you go to your local video store and you pick up us some videos to watch. That's all I care about. Then you I'll can show. come check out our video store. We have lots of options there as well. <laughs> Can't watch them at my house. May 2nd through May 4th. And if you want to purchase a ticket or learn more about the event, go to EliteRealEstateSystems.com, 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 and click on events. Matt right, is literally good. rubbing his eyes, oh just God. like, what the fuck is happening to the show? Oh, my goal was to say our team's website at least 50 times. I don't know where I'm at right now. Meatball, where am I right now? Am I six. Like nine times in? <laughs> no, six. Six. Slacking today, Jeff. <laughs> okay. Um, well, in honor of ERS, let's put a nice, bright gold bow upon this episode. Ooh. Gold bow it is, man. I love it. Guys, thanks for being here. We truly appreciate you. Gold bow it is. Jeff, you are a legend. Gene, you are a legend. I am so glad to be in the same presence as both of you. Matt, you're up in the air. But, you know what, <laughs> thank you for being a part of the show, and we will see you guys on the next time. Until then, oh, man. peace out, ninjas! We're gone.